Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. There were days where we thought we wouldn't make it out, but we stuck it out. Today's our day. You've come to the right place. Today's our day. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries. When my daughter got married four years ago, her cousins were all about the wedding, but they were confused about why she would want to get married. She's the youngest of all of the cousins and the only one yet to make the big commitment. Now, she and her husband met in college on Tinder, like many couples do these days. And as I've watched my children and nieces and nephews become young adults, I've had a front row seat to how challenging dating and relationships have become. Marriage is a unique and complicated relationship that requires good skills if it's not going to just survive, but actually thrive. And many of today's young people have never seen a successful marriage. So it's no wonder that they're a little bit skittish about this whole committed relationship thing. And many couples try to do marriage halfway. They try to protect themselves and be committed at the same time. And it's like trying to go on a trip, but you have one foot on the dock and the other in the boat. So how can you jump all the way in and prepare to handle the special relationship challenges marriage brings? Well, that's what I'm going to be talking about today with my guest, Kelly Miller. She's a therapist, radio personality, and author of the new book, Love Hacks, Simple Solutions to Your Most Common Relationship Issues. So Kelly, thanks for coming on the show and talking about this very interesting topic. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. <laughs> this is going to be great. So, you know, you know, in looking at your book and, and, and reading a little bit about you, you, one of the things that I know that you probably have come across is challenges to marriage. So is marriage actually now harder than it used to be? And if so, why do you think that is? I, I do believe it's harder. And for the reason of there's so many more distractions now. Mm, so I think mm. that, yeah, I think we can't be as connected with our partners because there's so much going on. Our phone is dinging. We're mm. not as present. And, you know, they've done studies that even if people are on a date and they have their phone out, <laughs> that, yeah, that they're, you know, people don't feel as paid attention to. Right. It's like it, at any point, that thing can go off and disrupt that. So, to me personally, I think we need to go back to really attending to our partners and having a no-phone zone for a little bit and, and things right. like that. Well, it's so funny that you should say that because we, you know, my daughter and I go out to lunch. We are actually looking around and seeing all of the other people, like the other mothers and daughters, who are, they're both on their phones. They're not actually talking to each other. Yes. You know, and and I was actually at a um, psychotherapy networker conference, and Pat Love. I don't know if you're familiar with her. She yeah. was a keynote. She was a keynote yeah. speaker, and she you know she's saying to this room of therapists, right? She says, "What do you think is the greatest threat to marriage today?" And you know, mm -hmm. people are popping up with you know infidelity and you know yeah. poor community, you know, all all of these right. all these popcorn answers. And she and she stopped, and she held up her cell phone. And she yeah. said, this is the greatest yeah. threat. So that's actually in alignment, you know, and, you know, because people have said that, you know, people, you know, the people's 
um, attention span is now less than that of the attention span of a goldfish. I don't know how they figured that out, but it's it's yeah. you know it's so true. You know, it's yeah. it's like wow, we yeah. we and we and and we carry them around with us all the time, and it's like okay. yeah, it's and if you. It, if you think about it, there's so much stimulation, right, mm-hmm. that, that happens, right? You get dopamine hits when you get a text mm-hmm. or an email. And so I think those the conversations that you have with your partner, they can tend to feel boring now in comparison. <laughs> so that's the tough part, right? It's like, hey, this isn't as stimulating, you know, right. as if I'm, you know, that's watching the latest, a reality show with checking my phone. Yeah. Right, or the latest TikTok video or whatever, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and 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 the, and I think that when you, and it is very difficult because, you know, young people today who grew up with this kind of technology and texting and all of this stuff, they don't know they they don't know how to have a conversation. One hundred percent. I mean, <laughs> it scares me. It really, honest. Well, and the eye contact isn't quite there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, you know that. It, it it does concern me uh, greatly, so I'm I'm with you. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because I actually talk about this with my clients about do not try to have a conversation, a serious conversation over text. Right. <laughs> it's like you know, it's like yeah. you're, you're, you know, to me, text should be, hey, I'm running five minutes late, or can you go by the grocery store and pick up some tomatoes for dinner, or, you know, Susie's soccer game is at three o'clock, meet you there. I mean, you know, the, those kinds of things, but not, I mean, I've had, I've had clients literally have arguments over, over their cell phones, and I'm like going, please don't do that. I said, <laughs> But I think what's scary, Leslie, is that you are the anomaly. Like, I think that generation is very normal. Yeah. It's awkward for them to be on the phone. They think it's oh. rude to leave a voicemail. It makes me laugh so hard. Like, like people have said, like, it's kind of rude when I get a voicemail. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Like, it's so different. It's very yeah. Different now. And, you know, I mean, and, and yes, and, and so to try to resolve issues and, and be uncomfortable in, you know, because again, yeah. like you're talking about, the phone is this little dopamine hit, and it's like, yep. why would I be uncomfortable having a difficult conversation with my partner when I can, you know, be feeling good? But but they're not, they don't know how to resolve issues. They, you know, and yeah. so I would, it, you know, I, people who've listened to this show have heard me say this before, that. You know, nobody has to take a relationship one on one class, and everybody should. I don't think people should be let out of high school. <laughs> right? You Any know, basic communication skills yeah. and how to connect and all that is so important, especially now. Yes. And something you were just speaking of, I mean, I think people were so quick to turn to technology when we are uncomfortable. I mean, mm-hmm. think about it you're bored, you're in a line somewhere, you're on your phone, right? Uh-huh. Versus, you know, before cell phones, you just have to kind of sit with being bored. Right. And some of the best creative thinking comes when you're just kind of bored and daydreaming. And so we're not, you know, we're not kind of having that resilience to, to sit with those uncomfortable feelings now. And that's, that's concerning. Right. And I mean, and, you know, I tell people, I said, I don't care how great your marriage is or how great your relationship is. You're going to have differences of opinions. <laughs> there, you're going to hit rough spots, 
And, right. you, and sometimes those stress spots are caused by something that doesn't, you know, that's external to the relationship. It's not actually something that's happening within the relationship. But if you don't have that ability to talk with each other and support right. each other and, you know, be there, mm-hmm. then it's, then, you know, you're kind yeah. of out on your own. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so this is, yeah, so yes, technology has some benefits, but it also has some real drawbacks. It's true. And, it's very true. And your new book addresses some of the things that are going on, you know, in, in relationships. And you, you actually said the way that the book is um, set up is you talk about 15 issues that happen in these relationships that you see over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so what are some of the biggies that yeah. that sure. show up? Sure. So in Love Hacks, I really thought about, okay, right, I, I counsel these couples, what is coming to the table consistently? And mm-hmm. it's not too big of a surprise, <laughs> lack of sex. Mm-hmm. finances, uh, you know, constantly arguing, not making time for one another, uh, things like that. You know, a lot of times I hear, too, like things are different since we've had kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel in love with my partner anymore. Uh, I do so many of the chores. Chores is a, is a funny mm-hmm. one. I hear that one constantly, right? All right. So those are kind of some of the big ones that, that I would consistently hear, and that's that's part of the reason I wrote Love Hacks is because, <laughs> I mean, I'm grateful for the couples who come in, but there are tons of couples who need it, you know, outside of the doors, outside right. of the office. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, and it's interesting because we're talking about technology, and, you know, and I think that that's, that technology also has a lot to do with why couples aren't having sex. Yes, um, that is true. You know, either either they're they're engaged in pornography, which, of course, never turns you down. And right. Yeah, it's, it's right there. Or, or like you were saying, they're they're spending you know they're spending time apart from each. I mean, apart from each other, even though they may be sitting in the same house. Right. But they're not connecting yeah. on any kind of level, and yeah. so it's you know it you know, and then you're also talking about kids and especially, you know, if you if you've got kids and something else to distract you and, and the constant busyness, right? That yeah. you know, everybody is so everybody is so quote unquote busy. It's like, well yeah, you're not yeah. actually <laughs> you know? exactly. exactly. I mean yeah. I mean I've had this I've had this conversation with, you know, it's like if you are not, it's like fifteen to twenty minutes a day of one on one interaction with your partner. Mm-hmm. It's like you're really too busy for that. Um, you know, I had I had the wonderful experience of of interviewing a couple who'd been married. I think if they're still alive, sixty was sixty nine years in June. Wow! And they have been writing each other love letters for forty oh. years. Oh. Because they went to a, a a Catholic marriage retreat, and that was one of the things. And so they actually ran a contest of who could keep this up the longest. I think they've won by a long shot. And, and, and his and his statement was, you know, and, and and you know, and it takes you know, it takes about ten minutes. You know, when he described yeah. the whole process, and he said, and he counsels people. And he says, so you're going to tell me that you don't have ten minutes a day for your spouse? <laughs> and when he says that, you know, it's like I mean, he—I mean, they were the cutest couple, and mm. you know, I mean, and 
and he was so dead on. It's like, how how yeah. can you say that you love somebody and you don't right. have 10, 15, 20 minutes a day You're right. to connect think, with them? I think, I think people take their partners for granted a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, mm-hmm. I'll do it tomorrow. They know right. I love them. Right. Know, like that. Um, right. Or, you know, it, there's like resentment of like, well, they don't tell me. You know, right. why should I be the one? You know, uh, kind of goes tit for tat. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, yeah, this is yeah, this is a really challenging thing, and you know, and we go back to how do you have these conversations, and how do you not end up in an argument with resentment, mm-hmm. and you know, and it's so easy to focus on the kids or your job or right. the latest, you know binging thing on Netflix. Exactly, on, on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And I mean, Yeah, sorry, I was just gonna say I think it's really recognizing, hey, I have to make my partner a priority and I haven't been. Uh-huh. And so things for things to change, things have to change. And, you know, I mean that's really it. It's like recognizing, okay, yeah, I'm not connecting as much with my partner. I don't feel so connect okay, I've got to make some changes. Right, and and it's interesting because you said something about, you know, why should I have to do it, right? <laughs> Which right. I right. get, I get that all the time, and I said, you know what? Somebody has to step up and be the hero. Somebody has to go first. Right, right. You know, exactly. because because yeah. you know it's it's really easy when you've got this built-in scapegoat, right? Well. Yeah. You know, this this person, you know, this person said so and so and such and such. So I'm just going to go sit over here and be in a funk. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Or or the Yeah, or the wonderful thing I hear when I, you know I tell men, I said, if you ask your wife how she is and she says, "Fine." She is not fine. <laughs> she is not being honest with you. Yeah, fine stands for feeling insecure, neurotic and emotional. <laughs> I love that, right? Right. So, yeah. yeah right. He's on something. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, and and part of this is is that when you lose, I think when you lose that connection when you, you know, it's um the Gottman's bid bid for connection, right? When yeah. when somebody is somebody is reaching out to you and and you either miss it, which frequently that happens because sometimes it can be really subtle, or you purposely turn away from it. You're sending a message. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. It's so true. It is so true that nonverbal communication that people don't realize. You're right. Uh-huh. You're absolutely right. Right. You know. I mean, and 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 I have to be, I have to tell you. I mean, I'm guilty of of using my phone sometimes when I should actually either be engaged with my with my husband or just minding my yeah. own business. You know, just just being there because it is. It's even those of us who know better. <laughs> Yes, of course, of course, exactly. Well, it's so intoxicating. I yeah. mean, I think that's just it, right? It's not, and, and, and there's, you know, I, I think soon enough there's going to be in the DSM, the manual for, Ooh, for therapists yeah. and psychiatrists, I think there's going to be like a, a phone addiction or, you know, some sort because, right. yeah, I mean, it's so, it's, it's so intoxicating. So, yeah, I don't think that people are alone in that. Yeah, and and instead of turning towards each other, they're turning they're turning towards these other distractions. Um, exactly. 
So this is Happily Ever After is just the beginning on webtalkradio.net. I'm Leslie Dorries, and I'm talking with therapist, radio personality, and best-selling author Kelly Miller. And if you're experiencing difficulties in your marriage, I'm going to tell you, you're not alone. But waiting for things to get better on their own rarely works. Not addressing things in a timely manner can lead to more pain, resentment, and distance. Getting help to handle them is not a punishment. It's actually very smart. And I can help. If you want to have a great marriage, I invite you to take a moment and get in touch with me. You can reach me by email at leslie, L-E-S-L-I, at foundationscoachingnc.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S. And is in Nancy, C is in charlie.com. Or you can reach me by phone at area code 919-924-0463. That's 919-924-0463. And now I want to get back to this conversation about what's making marriage so difficult today. And Kelly, we were talking a little bit earlier because you know, the two things that when, when you know, my clients come to me with are mm-hmm. we don't communicate well and or we're living like roommates. And by the yeah. way, ladies and gentlemen, those two are connected. Um, but, <laughs> but why do couples stop having sex? And what's your top recommendation to rekindle the connection and passion? Yes. So from what I've seen, I mean, there could be a variety of reasons, but one of the main things that I see, the first one is resentment on Mm -hmm. either part. One of the partner has some sort of resentment, and nothing kills libido than Mm. anger and feeling resentment. So my antidote to that is that we need to uncover that resentment. And in order to feel really connected to your partner, this needs to be addressed. And you need to have an open and honest conversation about why you're upset. And, you know, in order to feel connected physically, it starts with feeling connected emotionally. And that's kind right. of the, the first one I see, right? And then the second thing is, is just really, you know, could be kind of a, a lack of excitement, which of course happens when you're in long-term relationships. And mm-hmm. my, my recommendation for that is I would recommend focusing on sensation, not necessarily sex. Ah, I, I love it. Idea, mm-hmm. Right? It's like, mm-hmm. okay, great. I just have to reach orgasm and get it over right. with and do it. And it's like, well, you know, like let's, let's stop it up for a second. Let's start with a massage and gentle right. touch and, you know, right. that, that sort of thing. Where climax is not the end goal. And there's something called sensate focus therapy and kind of uh-huh. details how to do that. Um, and I don't know if you have any comments, but I can, I'm ready to do the third, too. I didn't want to cut you off. Well, no, I mean, but that, you know. no, but that's, I mean, and I do think that that's where a lot of times people see sex or see physical intimacy or intimacy in general, because we could, you know, it's like, okay, people equate intimacy when they say that word with sex. And those of us who write on the, on the blogs on the internet, we use that because we, if we put sex in there, our blogs are going to get banned. But yeah. <laughs> so, so, right. so, some of yeah. the professionals are using them interchangeably, but that's but that's only so that you can get our articles. That's they're not the same thing. There's all kinds yeah. of intimacy, and when we only focus on physical intimacy, specifically penetration, sexual intercourse, we're missing a whole lot. And a lot of times, yeah. that can really put people off, you know, yeah. um, and especially because it takes usually women a little bit 
longer to warm up and, yeah. and, and get in get in get in the swing of things if you're if you're trying to do it af- after a long day at work and you know you've just struggled yeah. putting the kids down to bed and you know you've got this big presentation tomorrow and it's like okay that is not conducive to good good physical intimacy and so then it becomes a chore and that's the last thing right. and let me tell you guys the last thing you want is intimacy to be a chore in your a life chore, right yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. like please no you know yeah. and, and this is why I tell people you know vacation sex is usually so much better because you're away yeah. you're away but, you're away well that, yeah. and, and you know I just want to speak to normal for sex to ebb and flow in the relationship, sure. right? There, sure. there could be months where it's great and then other, but yes, but I think it's, it's, it's important to, to bring that back and, and maybe that involves, you know, whatever it takes for you to feel sexy and alive again, right? So dressing up or going on an exciting date where you can right. feel adrenaline, adrenaline together, like rock climbing or a roller coaster. Right. Um, and, and the other thing, too, I mean, I think we have to remember sex starts before the bedroom. And uh-huh. so something I detail in, in Love Hacks is what I call quick partner connections. Uh-huh. And I used an acronym, T's. And T is for traditions, where you, I want partners to create traditions just for the two of them, whether uh-huh. that's, you know, a, a, a morning kiss and a high five before you leave, something cute. E is for efforts, so I want something to be done or you wouldn't ordinarily do for your partner, right? Uh-huh. And and don't tell them about it. Right. Um, <laughs> a is for, right, because it's, it's defeats the purpose. Right. A is for acknowledgments and kind of validating your partner and, and what you love about them or what's working. S is for silly, kind of making things fun again. And we forget, we take things so seriously. So, like, uh-huh. what if your partner comes come home and you're talking in, like, a, you know, a French accent? <laughs> You know, doing something right. cute. And then finally, E is, is erotic and, and sending a flirty text or, you know, something to kind of get the juices flowing. Um, and I think that can help in the bedroom because you're kind of, you're kicking it off, right? Right. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's, you know, it's sort of like, I'm thinking, some, for some reason I just had a um, a visual of an airplane. You know, an airplane doesn't go from complete stop to flying at 30,000 feet. There's takeoff. Right. We have to taxi. Right. We have to warm up, and you know, and and one of the things, and you know, and and it can be challenging because what what your partner liked the last time may not work this time. So we have right. to be willing to be flexible, and and again, having a sense of humor about things can really help. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, because and, and by the way, laughing together. Oh, I love that. Yes. is you know that's that's really connecting and you know i mean and trying to get out of the routine as opposed to okay it's tuesday night nudge nudge you know what that means right and that's that's where i think that whole taking the taking it off of the act itself but more that connecting that sensate that you were talking about so you know, because i know that mm-hmm. you know my, my colleagues who are sex therapists will say you know it's like okay sex is off the t- sexual intercourse is off the yeah. table for two months you know we're going to be doing yeah. all these other things and that's how you you rebuild the passion and you know right and i was actually saying you know that that commun- your poor communication leads to poor intimacy because we're talking about how to connect outside of the bedroom and that all that stuff starts 
beforehand, which brings up that other main issue that people come to me with is poor communication. So you have something called the fast food communication method. What is it and why does it work? Sure. So if you think about it, when you go to a fast food drive-thru, the employee wants to make sure that they hear your order correctly. Mm. And in order to do that, they repeat it back to you, and they even show it on the screen. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times with miscommunications with our partner, we're just not hearing it correctly. And so mm-hmm. what I call the fast food communication rule and love hacks is it's just that. It's, it's ensuring communications with our partner so that we don't continually have arguments or misunderstandings. And it's really simple. It's just saying our partner comes to us and says, you know, they're upset about something and you repeat it back and you say, what I'm hearing you say is you're upset that, you know, and you repeat it back. And it does two things. I mean, it really makes sure that you heard your partner correctly, but first and foremost, it validates them, Uh right? I think we're so quick to jump in and defend and be like, wait, no, 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 you know, and it's like, if you take that moment to pause and repeat back, uh-huh. th- th- it just sort of calms everything down. And so I really think that's a great method. Well, and I and I love that because that's that that that's a new spin. It's 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 a new naming of reflective listening, which is really what this exactly. is. Exactly. And it's yeah. and it's the whole listening to understand, not listening to respond. And one of the things that I I tell my clients is. You have understood what your partner said when you can turn to a third person who was not privy to the conversation and lay out your partner's position and be 100% accurate. Now, you don't have to agree with them, but if you can explain it to a third person, you've got it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's not about agreeing. It's just about repeating back. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so that they feel heard. Right, and you know, and I, God, I, I'm so bad because I've said this before, and I can I need to just put this on my bulletin board right in front of my face because I can never remember who said this. But um, there's a quote that being heard is as close to being loved that for most people there is no difference. Mm, I love that. I and love that. yeah, I can't remember who said it, but um, but that's so true because that's you know that's what we want. We want to be heard. We want to be seen and validated and again that doesn't mean i that doesn't mean i would feel or respond or anything the same way you do but you know when when we don't validate our partners when they come to us with something important and we dismiss them with the oh you're too sensitive or you're too Mm -hmm. this or you're too that Mm -hmm. whatever then then they just feel like nobody you, you don't care about me exactly yeah they feel invalidated yeah, right off the bat, and then that creates that defensiveness, right? And anger, and and also, I mean, and, and also when we stop, because this, is, I always tell my clients too, it's like unless you have a tape recorder or a video yeah. recording, you did not, you cannot repeat back verbatim what your partner said because it's like playing a game of telephone. We don't, yeah. you know, we hear it through a through a lens. We hear it through, you know, and so. <laughs> when we get into this argument about you said this, no, I didn't. Yes, you did. I said, okay, stop yeah. right there. You know, it's like what I heard was right, exactly. not not yeah. what you said, because it's sort of yeah. like, oh, I mean, I had a client many years ago that um, they they were not in a good place. She was going away for the weekend with her girlfriends, and he said to her, mm-hmm. "I don't want you to go." 
What he meant was, I'm going to miss you. What she heard was, he's forbidding her from going. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Same, same meaning, I mean, same, same words, same word. two completely different meanings. You know, so if we don't, you know, so if we don't stop and go, excuse me, did I hear that I can't go on the weekend with my girlfriends? Yeah. Right? He goes, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> you know? but, but, but we do get caught up in, in our emotional yeah. response. And I think that you're, you know, this fast food communication where we just stop and repeat and, yeah. you know, make sure that we understood Mm-hmm. Can can you? Know, it slows it down, and it allows us to grab that unhelpful emotional whoosh yeah. that we get. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa, mm-hmm. wait a minute! But we're just so used to automatically responding without taking that pause. You you are so right, and I, I love that example you gave because it's such a perfect example. I mean, that is like. To the T. That's exactly yeah. it. And that's why we need to do this. To right. really, really make sure that, that couples are understanding each other. And you know, and by the way, this takes time and I love it because you have in your T's you had effort. Yes. Yes. This, exactly. You know, it's like you cannot put your you cannot put your marriage on the back burner on autopilot and think it's gonna be okay. Right. No, you know. and I think a lot, a lot of people do. You're right, because right. it's like, well, we're married. You know, but it does. It requires, and things aren't like, that bad. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly, exactly. Well, my partner will still be here. You know, right. no, but we, you know, that, that we have to show appreciation to our partners. You know, because that lack of appreciation, you know, leads to, to other things, to straying and things like that, because they don't feel valued. So we right. have to value our partners. Well, and, you know, and, and it's interesting because, and, and that's, to me, that's part of the effort, is it's easy and to find the things that our partners are doing that we don't like. Right. You're right. And, and if we're in good relationships, that's actually balanced out by a lot of the things that, that they offer our lives together. Mm-hmm. And, if, mm-hmm. and if we look for them... We will find them, and that's you know. And, and you had the the traditions, right? Those things, yes. those connect, those connecting points. Yeah. Where yeah. it's it's just something that the two of us do. And by the way, people, if you are parents, please make sure you're taking care of your partnership as well as your parental stuff, because mm-hmm. I, ideally, your children will grow up and go away. <laughs> Not so you know, they're going to move out of the house. But your partner isn't, you know, and this is why I, I you know, I, I stunned somebody the other day when they were asking me about divorce. I said, yes, the fastest growing divorces are what's known as gray divorce, which are the people who are empty nesters mm-hmm. because all the distractions have gone away. Exactly. And, and you're spot on that they're not nourishing that relationship. They're focusing yeah. so much on the children. Right. But yeah, you need to, I mean, it's like anything. If you don't tend to it, it's not going to grow. Right. Yeah, it's like no. it doesn't doesn't thrive on neglect, you know. I mean, and no, it's and exactly, it's, and it's easy, especially, and, and so this is where, um, and I, you know, of, where I talk about getting into. It's like you're talking about traditions and the habits, and and making making sure that you are spending some time together as a, as a couple. Like I said, that yeah. that fifteen twenty minutes a day, or <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If you can't do it every day, you know, it's like, although 
I do challenge. I do challenge you that that's mm, (laughs) what else are you doing? Um, You know that it's is it really is you know fifteen twenty minutes a day for the you know out of what is that out of twenty four hours? So that's not even exactly. (laughs) It's nothing. It's It's nothing exactly. And but it pays big dividends, and most of these issues could be resolved if because again when we get together. We, when we first fall in love, we're usually spending hours every day. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, we can't it, keep it, that up. No. It, but, exactly. But but the bare minimum is that 15 minutes. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And, and it will pay dividends. It really will. Well, so, Kelly, thank you so much for coming on and, and talking about this. And, and you know, people, it's like, okay, her book is <laughs> very easy, Please go get it. And Kelly, please tell them where they can get your book and also any other information you'd like to share. Sure. Thank you so much for having me on. So the book is called Love Hacks, Simple Solutions to Your Most Common Relationship Issues. You can find it anywhere online. And then if you're old school and like to go to the bookstore, (laughs) Barnes & Noble, any of those type of places. Uh, My website is Kelly, with an I, MillerTherapy.com. And my Instagram is the same. It's Kelly Miller Therapy. And yeah, and feel free to to you know reach out. I'm I'm happy to uh, to connect with others, and I'm I'm just so grateful for this opportunity. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much because you know what we're trying to tell you is that marriage doesn't have to be as challenging as many couples make it. It does require knowledge and the intention to consistently apply it. Love is just the beginning. And without skills, sorry, Beatles, it won't be enough. So what skills do you need to master and what will get you to take the steps to accomplish that? So I hope that one of the things that you do is to continue listening to this show. And until next week, stay loving. 